is our family. We are back. We are back. Yeah, we should come up with a name for our audience. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what up, church? Uh, Preachers Hour <laughs> podcast is back. Transformation. <laughs> Transformation. <laughs> you seen that video? Yes. That's so funny. That one is funny. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Jeff Copeland. And I am Brandon Jackson. We are the Preachers of Preachers Hour. Yeah, uh, this podcast exists to preach, man. Preach the word of God. Um, just get God to as many people as possible. Show yeah. them. It's really crazy love how this whole them. thing like started off, uh, which was like your idea. We'll get to that commercial mm-hmm. thing in a second. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I thought about the other day. I was like, man, uh, after Uncle Rod on Friday, which is super emotional. I'm not gonna lie, it's a whole another talk we have to talk oh about after God. this. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Ooh. Um, but after that talk, I was like, man, he's so right. Like for us, he's the one that like initiated us to move forward mm-hmm. or not us, you Jeff Copeland to move the podcast forward. And then, um, for the benefit of those who will hear it later. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of times we're always focused on like the here and now. And we're not thinking about like other people who are like, Oh, how many followers can we get now? How many people? But, uh, when you have people like Ravi Zacharias and you have people like, uh, Charles Stanley and all these other people who've like passed on. Is Charles Stanley's not. I have no idea. I don't know. I think he's. I think he's passed on. <laughs> just, just but even me. like this other guy, Jay Vernon McGee, they recorded all their messages, uh, and then after their death, they reached way more people mm-hmm. because people then heard about them because they died. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, okay, cool. So maybe after we pass this podcast, we'll get millions of views. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just make all the money. <laughs> our kids and our kids' kids will be financially stable. There you go. Speaking about financially stable. Okay, so. <laughs> Guys, neither me and Brandon are comfortable talking about money. Nah. Um, and we, we kind of never wanted to get to this point, but through a lot of counsel and talking to different people, um, this platform, this podcast has value and it adds value mm-hmm. to the community. Um, so we started a Patreon. Um, it is a way for people to become patrons of us. A patron is somebody that gives money to help you do what you're doing, do your art or whatever, to add your value to the society. So um, we created a Patreon. Uh, it's called, the link is in our in our bio, but it's pre- patreon.com slash preachers hour. Um, it's, it's literally going to be in the description of our episode. But uh, guys, we have a couple tiers on there that you can give monthly. They're very small. Yeah. We don't need a whole lot. Um, yeah. I mean, it's literally like a cup of coffee a month. Yeah. is all we're asking for. Um, and your money would go a long way to helping us level up, man. Step up our production. We've already put a lot more into this, especially the, the YouTube video side. We got Josiah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was <laughs> I was editing the videos before, and you could tell the Fantastic quality difference. Dedication. They were awful. <laughs> they were hot garbage. But uh, yeah, now that Josiah's been on board, I mean, the quality has stepped up tremendously. And we want to keep producing high quality content because, I mean, the Bible says, like, whatever you're doing for the Lord, do with all you got. Hey. So we want to do the best we can. We're not asking to even get paid off of this. Like, this is yeah. not really for us. It's just it's going to the production of the podcast. And our time, I mean, yeah. time is, is the most valuable currency in yeah. the universe. And so... Um, we just ask 
whatever you guys prayerfully feel like donating again we're not asking for a lot yeah um but yeah and i mean i uh just gotta throw my two cents in there because that's really all i got uh <laughs> uh the production is is really big and um as many of you guys who watch like any youtube if you see it if it looks like trash or hot garbage you don't want to watch it mm-hmm. um so we're trying to avoid that because we want people to watch we want people to listen and uh, we want to take our production to the next level so that we can gain a larger audience not for our benefit but for the sake of the kingdom so that mm-hmm. people could uh, when they have questions or if they have like they if they need references or they need something to listen to um, you have an avenue or another uh, way to to direct them into a place where they could hear the gospel mm-hmm. um, how to preach it how to talk about it um, how to see the culture and society through the lens of a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's our, that's what our hope is yeah. um, in your giving. So if you could, um, if you would, uh, please subscribe to our Patreon mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, check it out, man. Help us out. Yeah. Whatever you guys feel in your heart, we would appreciate every single penny. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Cool. So now that that's out of the way, <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today, Brandon? Oh, man. So, um, uh, I don't know about you, Jeff. Well, I do know about you. I don't know about you listeners. Uh, but for me, uh, evangelism has been a very difficult thing for me to do as a Christian. And I find it to be like, uh, I find some people doing it and they do it like so effortless, effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been privileged to uh, be a part of a family called AV and uh, where we do a lot of like discipleship in a sort of knowledge sharing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to actually call it, but uh, when yeah, we it talked about it last week on the podcast, yeah, yeah, we don't really, we don't evangelize and we don't disciple well. Hmm. Um, and that's like been on my heart like all week. So uh, yesterday and today I was talking to God and I was like, what, what do you want our podcast to be about? Um, and like, how do we, how do we like leverage um, our weakness to be a strength from you Mm. and uh he was like yeah let's just uh let's let's look at how you tell people the gospel like how are you doing that and one big question for a lot of christians is are you doing that you know what i'm saying like i i I believe a lot of people come to church a lot of people invite people to church and they think that that's evangelism Mm. oh okay cool i got my friend to come to church uh that's great Mm -hmm. but like do your friends actually know the gospel? Like, do they know, do they even know like about sin and God's wrath against it? And, uh, and those who practice it, like, do we understand like all that is going, that goes into evangelism? Um, and honestly, do we even know what evangelism is period? Yeah. Cause I feel like in this culture, um, we are, we're knowledge based. Like if we just got to know some stuff and we're like, that's like, okay, we're mm-hmm. cool. Go read an article. Yeah. Do some oh. research. Mm-hmm. Go on Google. Check out this YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine and dandy. But like, yeah. uh, I think that evangelism needs to be like a, needs to become again, a, a core staple in the church mm-hmm. where people don't feel awkward doing it. Um, and then we're not trying to uh, give out a formula of how to do it. Cause I don't want that mm-hmm. to be the case either. Cause as we talk today, we're going to have a, uh, we're going to talk about like different tactics on how to evangelize uh, what evangelism is and what it's definitely not. Uh, and then like what the overall goal is, um, not just for the individual, but even for yourself. Yeah. So um, let's just get into get into that today. So my 
my initial thoughts came from a video that I watched on YouTube um, with uh, these guys from the Gospel Coalition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't recognize one of the guys, but the other dude is uh, one of the members of Beautiful Eulogy. Uh, his name is Odd Thomas, or his rapper. That was him. Yeah, you oh, didn't tell. I, no, yeah, that was him. I had no idea. Uh, okay. Odd Thomas was actually a fantastic uh, yeah. MC. So yeah. that dude could rap. But uh, they were just talking, and they were talking about different tactics for evangelizing. And uh, one thing that I had noticed in the Christian community is that there are people all over YouTube, all over the internet, who like emphasize evangelism. Mm-hmm. But there are some who are doing it well, and there are other ones who are not doing it well at all. So the purpose of evangelizing, to me, I want this to like this is my, and then Jeff can give your understanding. But to me, evangelism is something is a, is you explain to someone the goodness of God, and also like how God has affected your life. Hmm. So it's not just uh, telling someone that God came as and lived as a man, died on the cross for our sins. And rose from the dead, but it's also explaining like because that's the good news. Mm-hmm. But you got to explain the bad news for the good news to even matter. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like the church, we just assume that everyone, like we said last month or last week, uh, we assume that everybody understands that sin is bad. Yeah, they have all the dots. Yeah, the they have, dots, they have yeah. no dots, bro. Like yeah. I talked to youth and adults today that just like, uh, yeah, I'm going to heaven. Well, why? Well, I mean, I think I'm a good person. Well, why is that? Well, you know, I don't kill people. <laughs> well, have you ever lied before? I mean, you know, a little white lies, but uh, you know what I'm saying. And it goes yeah. down the list, and you finally get to the you get to the root of the issue, and they're like, "Oh snap!" Like when it compare when I compare myself to God or to the God standard, mm. uh, I am a lying, adulterous blasphemer, at the least. <laughs> so, uh, so my hope and my my goal is uh, or in evangelism or my understanding of evangelism is to not just tell someone about Jesus, but also connect them with my life mm-hmm. and then try to build a relationship through that. If if it's a stranger, even, like, I would even try to, like, hey, uh, we have this conversation, tell you, evangelize a little bit, and then after that conversation, like, hey, can I get your number or whatever, because uh, we don't want to just give someone information and then send them off on their way. Yeah. So, I don't know. Was that evangelism? In I, sounds great. <laughs> I mean, so for me... I'm realizing even in this moment, like I've heard a lot about evangelism and I'm not really sure like what was good and what wasn't Hmm. like growing up. Um, I've heard someone said like, before you win people over to Jesus, you got to win them over to you. And I'm like, okay, like I, I understand that, that, that Hmm. makes sense. I'm not sure if that's wrong or not. That's Um, interesting. Yeah. Like. Like you said, like you shared them what Jesus has done for you in your life. Mm -hmm. I think after watching that video and everything we talked about last week and just where God has gotten me to this point in my life today, guys, (laughs) and you stress that this is just me today. It depends on who I'm talking to. Everybody needs something different. Like you said, there's no formula, Mm -hmm. right? Um, we just talked about it on Friday, um, and AV on the call and on that Tim Keller sermon about Jesus meets people where they are as far as he gives them exactly what they need. Mm -hmm. So we talked about it in, in gospel of John. Um, when Jesus rises from the dead, he, Mary confronts him and, or she sees him, he interacts with her and he tells her, Hey, don't touch me. Um, I'm not, I'm not some, I've been ascended to the father yet. Um, 
And then she's like super excited. And then he see they appears to Thomas and says, Thomas, touch me. Yeah. And it's like, wait, those are two totally different encounters. Like, why? Why is it like that? Because they're different people. Yeah. And they need different things. So Jesus gives people what they need in the mm-hmm. moment. So I think we got to be the same. So I think I talked about this on a previous podcast. Maybe it was a simple gospel episode. Um, that was a dope episode. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many. The gospel is like a diamond and it has so many facets right, to it. Right, right, So some people, you need to you need to be as, as fluent in as many facets as you possibly can. Right. You're limited. All yeah. of us are limited to what we are good at. But we can try to get better as many approaches as we possibly can. So some people need to hear the bad news first. Yeah. <laughs> some people need yeah, to hear the good, good news, news first. first. Yeah, that's good. So it's like you just got to really figure out if you have the luxury of time mm-hmm. to form the relationship with the people, what they need. And then the biggest takeaway from that video that I was really convicted by was prayer. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't pray about evangelism. I don't pray God. I've done it a couple times, and it's happened, and it freaked me yeah. out. It's probably why <laughs> like, I stopped doing, doing it. it. I was like, you know, the guy was like, like, you know, oh, God, heck no. God, send me people that I can talk to. Give me situations that I can talk to you about. I remember one time specifically. With your, that, your teacher friend? Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It was one of my students. I was literally oh, praying. Yeah. I was like, God, like, give me an opportunity to talk about you today. And he was like, okay. First period, <laughs> I get to work, class barely starts. And this one girl in my class, uh, Natalie was her name, great kid. She was like, Ms. Copen, I think God is powerful and not loving. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, we going there? <laughs> oh, what are we doing? I'll be coming out the gate swinging. Okay, well, let's, let's have this conversation. Yeah. And the whole class was like listening and we just kind of went down. I don't even remember, remember the conversation. We just went down this whole rabbit hole. But it was, and we, I mean, the whole period. Girls, people were asking different things. Well, you know, like, what about this? And what about that? And blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, and I was like, yo, I am not asking God about this ever again, basically. <laughs> this is a lot. I mean, not y'all gonna get me that. fired out here. <laughs> um, but it was just, I realized that is an evidence of the power of prayer when it comes yeah. to evangelism. And I have probably to protect myself. I've stopped praying about evangelism. I've stopped mm-hmm. focusing on it. And I've not focused on having relationships with people who are not saved. Like we talked about yeah. in the last episode. So so you don't even have a... <laughs> we don't have an opportunity to evangelize because all, all of our friends... I have zero opportunity to evangelize. That's I only crazy. hang out with Christians. Yeah, which is sad. I mean, but and the funny thing is, uh, <laughs> in a couple of videos that I watched today, some people uh, were Christians. Like in the church, Like the, so uh, this guy named Ron Con- Ron comfort uh now i don't know like his whole like theology like if he's on or off like, mm-hmm. i i heard about him earlier earlier this year yeah he was on american gospel both yeah. episodes both, yeah so both like documentaries. i guess he's kind of cool because he's cool in american <laughs> gospel but i don't know i don't yeah. know where he stands yeah but i saw that his videos are really intriguing uh but he literally went to a church after after service is over and was asking people coming out of the church, and like he asked, like he asked one of the guys, like, "Oh, you go here?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm one of the youth. I'm a, I'm one of the associate ministers," and uh, he was like, "Oh, okay, cool. Like, what do you believe about heaven and hell?" And like the guy literally like came to an understanding where he's like, "Wait a minute, I don't even know what I believe." And he's an associate minister. He's gone through seminary and all this kind of stuff, but like certain things, I think you kind of just 
you get lost in the sauce and you kind of just like do this like repetition type of like Christianity. I was like, just they exposed the whole pastor. <laughs> it was like, and then, but the cool thing was, uh, and this is why I love like the way Ron does evangelism mm-hmm. is like he wasn't trying to make the guy look sing, stupid. Look stupid. Yeah. yeah. So even the dude, even though the guy came to realization that like even himself, that he had like some issues in his own heart um, when it came to like, uh, like the standard of God and like how far we miss it. Cause like he would even say stuff like, "Oh well, you know, you know." He was like, "Well, people who go to, uh, well, good people go to hell," and he was just like, "Well, you know, like the gospel is this, and like you know, as long as they're like uh, searching for God." And he was like, "So do you believe you can get into heaven when you're searching for God but haven't found Him? Like, is that that is that close enough?" <laughs> and he was like, "Is close enough in the Bible?" <laughs> and he was like, "I was like, oh my God." Um, so, I mean, obviously, a good thing I'm watching it on YouTube and not in person mm-hmm. because uh, certain things were like, okay, cool. Like, I understand a lot about it, but uh, about, like, how to get to heaven. But even, like, knowing the formula of how to get to heaven is not the same as, like, getting in. Mm-hmm. So, he had like, actually explained that as well. So, I don't know everything about Ron, but I love the fact that, like, he evangelizes um, in a real way. It makes you think. Because mm-hmm. this is another thing. Like, we think that uh, confrontation always is, like, arguing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We think it's like an argument. But sometimes confrontation is just feeling uncomfortable. And sometimes confrontation is literally just thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, if I had to make you think when you live in a world of amusement, which means not thinking. Right. You're just Man. like, oh, snap. Like, what do I have to, like, you want me to use my brain right now? <laughs> like, critically? No. I want to do mindless stuff. Um, yeah. But evangelism, you have to get whoever you're speaking to, uh, to think, like, in a real way. And then the thing is, when you think about, like, death it's a sombering uh, moment. Mm-hmm. And then, like, where are you going to go? Because the majority of people that he talks to, they all believe that there is a heaven. Um, some people try to say there's no hell, but, like, after a while, there's, like, oh, yeah, there has to be. Like, based on just reg- regular logic, like, there's a uh, there's an opposite reaction. What mm-hmm. is that? Whatever that phrase is. Yeah. Uh, equal and opposite reaction yeah. to all Every things. action. Every action. Yeah. So, like, if there's a heaven, then there must be something opposite of heaven. Uh, and whatever you want to call that, that has to be a thing. So, uh, in his evangelism uh, tactics, he's different. Like, mm-hmm. I want people to know, like, he's different. If you go watch his videos, not it's not built for everyone. Like, that type of evangelism is definitely not for everyone. Um, he talks to strangers. He doesn't really talk to people. He, I mean, he doesn't show the people he knows yeah. that he talks to. Um, and these are encounters that are short-lived and, like, they probably never see him again. So, uh, that's one way of doing evangelism. And I... If you're a person that's like outgoing, I would suggest, okay, cool. Like if you have the understanding mm-hmm. of what evangelism is, go for that tactic. But as for us, like I'm more of a relational person. Hmm. I have, a, and I'm going to tell you guys the story. Because um, today has been, was a really strange day. Uh, because like Jeff said, like prayer is super important. And uh, for me, like I've gotten to a point where I'm trying to have more conversation with God. Not necessarily to like have like these moments where I'm like praying in the garage or I'm praying like on my knees. Like I like to have conversation with God throughout the day. And mm-hmm. if you're anything like me, like you're pretty much scatterbrained. I had to literally thank God on the way over here. And I was like, yo, thank you for like staying with me. Cause I like literally lost my train of thought. And I'm like out here talking about whatever. I start singing a song. And I'm just like lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like God would bring back the same subject. So I was driving over here, uh, <laughs> left the driveway talking to God got like halfway here and I was like wait what was I doing before I started singing this song <laughs> so I started Bro. singing 
Dude, Pastor Carl's message today. I didn't watch it. He's tripping. Uh, <laughs> he talked about. So he started a new series. I saw that. The, uh, yeah, uncertainty in an uncertain time. times. Bro, he broke down worship in a way that's super simple. Worship is focused attention. That's all it is. It's focused attention. Oh, wow. Right? So think about this. If I'm worrying or if I have anxiety or if I'm stressed, I'm focusing my attention on um, fear. Right? Therefore, you worship fear? Who is the father of that? The devil. So I'm worshiping the devil. See, I'm not ready for that kind of stuff, Jeff. This is not what we're talking about today. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, this is what you were talking about. Like, that's worship. Anytime mm. I'm focusing my attention on God, I'm worshiping, worshiping him, him. No matter what I'm doing. Wow. And so, that's like, a, there's a lot of facets in that, too. Exactly. Dude, there's that a is a lot of... Why would you say that right now? <laughs> I think we're close to taking a break. That's why. Oh, cool. So I didn't want you to start telling your story. Dude, thank you for that. Yeah. Because now i got to think <laughs> See, Jeff and his confrontation, man. <laughs> that was all confrontation. Guys, we're going to take a quick break uh, and we'll be back. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Uh, this is a commercial for Preacher's Hour. How to pay the uh, bills. Yeah, our, <laughs> our Patreon, guys. So uh, we talked about it a little bit in some episodes, but uh, this is the actual commercial for it. So we have a Patreon. They have a website as well as an app that you can get. Um, and we have two tiers on our Patreon. If you know how Patreon works, if you watch other YouTubers, everyone has it. My brother has one. Heck, people are using them. So we have a donation tier, which is $3 a month. You don't get any extra perks. You're literally just helping us out. We just would love it. We, we appreciate, appreciate it. it. We um, appreciate it. And then we have a $5 a month tier. And that one, you would get access to... Um, our YouTube live that we will do. So we're going to start doing, we did an Instagram live before, we're going to start doing YouTube lives and they'll only be for our $5 a month Patreons. Um, and they'll be able to do like live Q&As with us and it'll just be really interactive. So if you don't want to miss out on that, hit on our Patreon real quick. The link will be in the description of our episodes. Uh, it's patreon.com slash preachers hour. If you need more information, hit us up on Instagram. Yeah, help us out. Yeah, man. All right, back to your regular schedule program. All right, guys, we are back from our break. Hopefully yeah. you enjoyed that lovely commercial. Man. Um, so you were about to tell a story, man. Yeah. So Your evangelism story. So uh, it's not an evangelism story. It's the start of evangelism oh, okay. story. All right. The prelude. Okay. Uh, the intro. Yeah. So uh, I think I've talked about her before. Miss um, Mildred. Uh, she's a neighbor of mine. Uh, she lives uh, She lives like far down the street from my house. But uh, we, we met, we connected, and uh, we've been like rocking ever since and she's an elderly woman she's in a wheelchair uh motorized wheelchair who would she be speed known i gotta be telling her to slow down driving past my house i'm gonna get you a ticket miss mildred <laughs> she'd be like boy go in the house <laughs> uh but the cool thing is uh like we built a real relationship um through like me just helping her uh the it kind of just started like she was going she was driving past my house and she dropped her purse and all of her change fell out and uh she was trying to like pick it up and she, and she realized she couldn't pick it up, so she came to my house. Uh, she came to the door, knocked on it, and was like, hey, can you help me pick this up? Because I just can't. And that's how our whole relationship, relationship started. Um, since then, we've helped her put an air conditioner in her house. Um, I helped her clean her kitchen, like like get it all the way cleaned up. Uh, we've uh, 
we were, we given her some clothes mm-hmm. and uh, we were supposed to do some, she was going to show me how to sew. Uh, Cause like, we have a sewing machine. Mm-hmm. She was like, I used to do this. Like I haven't seen a sewing machine and whatever, whatever. And so long. And I was like, all right, cool. Like come through. And then the Wednesday she came through, I wasn't home. I was like, I don't even know where uh, I was. So I dropped the ball and she let me have it too. So she was not playing. She was like, you said, and I was like, you're right. I can't, that was my fault. Um, so we've gotten to the point where our relationship is pretty solid. You know what I'm saying? Uh, she, oh, this is probably news to you because I was, was meaning to put this in the Slack, but I forgot. Yesterday, two days ago, she called me. She's in the hospital. Mm. Yeah, so she had a, uh, she had uh, like a skin disease uh, or she was trying to, she thought she had like lice or bed bugs or something like that in her house. And uh, she was having like a really, really tough time like trying to keep her, uh, she was like itching all over. She would take showers. She would be clean and she was like, she would tell him, like, I just don't know what's going on. So she finally got to a point where it was just, like, driving her crazy one day. She went to the hospital, um, and they admitted her, and uh, she had something called scabies. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I I was too scared to Google it. I'm not going to lie. I was like, I don't I really want to see that. Uh, so she's going to be in the hospital for, like, the next two weeks. Um, they gave her some treatment. They're just making sure that she's okay. But she's going to be in the hospital two weeks because uh, she has diabetes, and uh, two of her toes need to be amputated. So uh, I just got that news yesterday. So we'll be praying for her. Sheesh. Uh, so with all that, uh, but we have a relationship. So she called me. She tells me all this information. And I'm like, oh, man, I pray for you. Um, felt really, really bad. And she was like, no, like, I'm glad that they caught it because it could have been way worse. I'm like, all right, cool. So what happens is uh, Ashley's talking to me on the phone call. Um, you know, after, after the phone call's over, uh, I pray for her. Um, I'm just praying. I, I prayed with her. And then after I got off, I prayed more because uh, the doctor came in to see her. So she had to get off really quickly. Um, but what I've realized is through our, through our relationship, I haven't really given her like the gospel. Mm-hmm. I haven't really evangelized. Um, I've told her about Jesus. I told her what Jesus has done in my life, but I haven't told her about like sin. I just kind of assumed that she knew. And like, as we talked about last week in our, in our previous episode, um, I, I'm assuming that she knows and can, can, I'm like the person that's connecting the dots for her mm-hmm. uh, to make it make sense. Like I'm, I'm assuming that she knows what sin is. I'm assuming that she thinks she's a bad person um, and that God can make her better and all this kind of stuff. Though she does assume most of those things. Um, I don't even know if she actually believes in hell mm-hmm. or if she believes that God has a wrath that's coming for those who um, are disobedient or in rebellion to him. Mm-hmm. So with all that said, I was thinking even today in this episode, I'm like, yo, I have to, if I'm going to be a good, like, friend to Miss Mildred, I have to, like, make sure that she knows what I know. Not just, like, I mean, it's one thing to, uh, to like, assume and be like, okay, at the end, oh, cool, she's in there. Mm-hmm. But it's really jacked up as a friend if you know, or if you don't know for sure yeah. what, where, I, where she stands. If I don't know for sure where she stands um, in her relationship with Jesus, because uh, a lot of times you can think that you're following Jesus and be told like in the last days many will say to me lord lord, lord. Mm. and you're just like wait what no yeah. but i was friends with the pastor and he never <laughs> said uh <laughs> I, I didn't tell you that i, I could have swore i thought i was getting to i was it. i was yeah so what i was really convicted mm. um when i was watching the video today and when we, as we were talking i'm like i need to make time even if i just invite her even if we like if we get back to the sewing thing. And like, as mm-hmm. she's teaching me how to sew, um, finding a way to insert like the evangelism in that conversation. And the thing is like, I know it's coming. So I have time to prepare. And the best way I can prepare really is to ask God to like see, to use me as a vessel. 
in those moments because I'm, I, okay, this might sound weird, but I get hecka scared when I have to tell somebody about like hell or death mm. because my, the, the side of me that wants people to like me is like raging. Like, yo, if you tell her this and she gets upset, like that's it. There's no coming back from this. And the, the godly side of me is like, but at least she knows. So even if she walks away from our relationship and I mean, I would miss Miss Mildred as much as like, as much as I could like miss a friend. Like I consider like when I see her, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh, here she is again. But like every single conversation we've ever had, it's never been like that was a waste of time. Mm-hmm. I feel as if like she's learning and she's trying to learn more. Um, and she doesn't really have many friends. She doesn't have many people in her life at all. And I'm, I'm maybe the only godly influence in her life. Mm. But like how selfish would me, how selfish of me would it be? If I didn't like let her know that like, hey, God can really save you, not in the sense of like this like uh, magic trick or like just trying to like sugarcoat it for you. But I want to tell you like, no, wrath is coming, but I don't want you to face it. And the way that you don't face it is you do these things or whatever. Yeah. So uh, my my hope is that uh, when she gets to the hospital, even while she's in the hospital, I want to I called her today and yesterday. I called her today this morning and like right before I got here. But her either her phone is dead or it's off because it goes straight to voicemail. So uh, hopefully I can get a hold of her and find out where she is and uh, go just talk to her, just check up on her because uh, she's a good woman, she's a good lady, um, and she's I could tell that she's seeking for something better. Uh, she just really doesn't know how or where to look. So man, that's, that's my evangelism that's challenge that's and great, story. Man, I mean, gosh, there's so much that I'm like trying to process with evangelism because like you said there's like a war always going on in me mm-hmm. um i'm afraid i'm afraid of like people not liking me or yeah. like hating me i mean jesus warned us about that <laughs> like but for they didn't reason. like me you think they don't like you like i was sinless you know that was <laughs> yeah but not you yeah and then it's just like what what do I do? I don't want to assume that you know everything, that you have this dots. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to, like in the video they talked about, like, I don't want to just come out the gate and like sock you with hell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do you know Jesus? No. <laughs> Take this. But it's like my biggest struggle I've had my entire life because I've, I've you grew up in church and it's like you get the very true you know, you can walk out of here and die. You know, I had a lady, my pastor used to say like, you know, this girl came into the church I was preaching in and, you know, I gave the invitation. She didn't come up. She walked out and she got in a car accident and died. And it's like, well, dang, like I can't assume that people will have time. True. Right. I can't assume that I will have time mm-hmm. to form the relationship, to be able to introduce them to Jesus. Like it won't just be perfect. Like, hey, you know, we've been walking for three years now. Let me tell you about Jesus. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't tell him I have that luxury. But at the same time, like, I don't want to be that guy on the street corner, like, screaming at everybody, you're going to hell. Like, yeah. that's not the way to do it either. Nah. So it's like, man, like, what what do I do? I and would even say, like, it's it's not it's not really about, like, trying to figure out, like, do I tell this person um, the full gospel right now? Mm-hmm. Or do I build a relationship? I think where you start is, Hi. My name is. And then like as especially if you go in like with a with a prayed up mentality or like you're connected with God, because I believe that in the moment God will will shift to you, like will speak to you and like 
we'll let you know, all right, this is going to be a long time friend or this is going to be a one time conversation. So you mm-hmm. and then something sometimes you can use logic because it's mm-hmm. like, all right, this person works at the Starbucks by my house. Oh, so they work here. So I can see them. Oh, and I don't know if they're going to be alive tomorrow, right, but like but the idea is like they will be at work periodically. Yeah. Uh, but That's if you meet good. someone in Target, like you may never see them again. That's very true. Uh, but at the same time, being led by the spirit doesn't mean like you have all the answers going into it. It means you trust that God will say what he needs to say through you and you just make yourself available to do that. And now if you can get to that point, I think it'll be fine. But anything that anytime, they, especially for me, I just like I can't fabricate a conversation about the lord like i can't mm-hmm. just like go in and be like okay i'm gonna go in here and i've i've memorized john three i'm gonna give it to somebody today no like that's just i i, I can't do it. i'm sure there's somebody who can but i have to go in with like it has to be a uh has to be a genuine conversation like yeah. it has to build up to that conversation yeah do two things on that so first of all um when we were at when we were at the Discovery Center, mm-hmm. one of the exercises we had to do the second day, like right when we got there, or yeah, it was right the that first thing we did in the morning was they partnered us up with one of the staff members, and we had to like they gave us this scenario, and they were like, "You've been walking with when this you first got there the second day, oh, the first second day, second day, you've been walking with this person for a while now, you've been able to tell them about some stuff." They come to you and they say, I have no more questions. How do I, like, get Jesus? Go. You had, like, five minutes or whatever. Not yet. And it was, like, <laughs> it was so awkward. Like, uh, so like, and then we, we do it and we come back. And the, first of all, you do it and the person, like, uh, gives you, like, some tips that you could have done better or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you come back and Carl was the one leading it. And he was, like, so how dumb did that feel? <laughs> He's like, there's. You're never gonna be in a situation where it's like, I have no more questions. Lead me to Jesus. Like, that's. He goes, it's never gonna. You can't like, like you said, it can't be fake. It can't be yeah. manufactured. I forgot my second point. Oh, I was really banking on that one too. You were like, you know, we're talking to somebody. I just think that's a very good point as far as like, if they. Oh, it's about like prayer, like. The reason why I'm struggling with it is because I'm tr- I'm trying to do it myself. Yeah, and I'm really yeah. not trying to involve God in like evangelism, which is like it's impossible. How dumb are you? I mean, it's not impossible. <laughs> you just it's 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 not productive. No, here it is. It is impossible. <laughs> True, because the Bible says that people only come to God if He draws them. The ones those who draws it when they come to. Him. Mm-hmm. So like, you are not doing anything. Right. Right. Just wait. So there. that's why you have to pray. Yeah, we're required to pray so that I can invoke. Hey, Holy Spirit, like work in whoever's life that you want to bring into my into my path today or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you have to have already been doing the work in their life, not me. Like it has nothing to do with me. And that's the biggest thing I think we have to get over is that it's really they're not rejecting us. Right. (laughs) If they say, man, get out of my face. I don't hear about none of God stuff. Okay. That had nothing to do with me. But that's hard. I but mean, it's hard because I'm like, but you hurt but my you, feelings. Like, I'm here. Because like, the thing is, like, if, if you have the right mindset, you're there to help. Like, you're legitimately. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to, to bash you. I'm not. Well, some people are. But yeah. the majority of people who. Not not the majority. I'm so sorry, <laughs> guys. I'm just saying it. It's like, wait, no. This is a very small few people who are out here trying to really help people with the gospel. Yeah. Um, but the idea is that, like, if uh, if I'm trying to help you and you reject my help. 
when I know that my help is going to lead to your betterment and your survival, it, mm. you just like, you're like, fam, I'm, I didn't have to do that. I gotta have, like, which is sad because we can't make it about us again. Mm. Like good or bad, we can't make it about us. But the idea uh, that most people have in their head when they evangelize is what happens if I get rejected? And then honestly, how do you take that, uh, how do you take that quote unquote L uh, and and use it for like the next time, like mm-hmm. instead of an L as a loss, but an L as a mm-hmm. lesson. So uh, the only way you can know that is like number one, try to evangelize. Like yeah. try to have these conversations, get to the tough part, and then recognize when your when your conversations are when you yourself are being intentional of not getting to Jesus. Like I've had conversations with people who've like have like poked at like Jesus and I'm like, nope, that we're was not the going. Holy Spirit like working <laughs> in their lives trying to draw them. Yeah. And you're just yeah. like, no, we're not having a conversation today. And I've done that with people who like, uh, there was a coworker of mine uh, when I used to work at a school and uh, he was gay and he started mm. like asking like Jesus questions. And I'm That's like, tough. because like, he's, he was very confrontational. He didn't really, he, he yeah. was like, and I'm like, I'm not getting that. Dude, that may have been some good discernment though. No, but I like when I look back, I, I was like, Cause he, he, first he had mentioned he had went to church and he's like, oh. I went to church and like, I heard like something that I've heard before. And, uh, and, and he had, at first he had some genuine questions. And one of my friends, uh, who was a, he was a believer, nominal, nominal Christian, nominal Christian. Only. Yes. He was a nominal Christian. Yeah. So he's asking this guy and, uh, you know, they're having, I'm listening to the conversation. I'm like, okay, he's good. He's, he's rocking. He's rocking. And then like, uh, they start talking about, uh, like gay marriage. And then like, he just like, He's just like, well, you know, uh, love is love, and da da da. And it's like, oh, okay. So then the other, so then the the my my coworker comes over, and he starts talking to me about it. And I'm like, oh, you know, well, uh, I mean, I don't, I'm not like for gay marriage, but I'm not homophobic. So I just believe like the Bible says this and that. And then he was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. So like, my lifestyle is like wrong, but I'm not wrong. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> that is a tough uh, one. <laughs> Then, I don't see how you could come to that conclusion. Yeah, was, it, You're the one doing the lifestyle. <laughs> the lifestyle's not going to hell. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, <laughs> so when he said that, I was like, oh, um, I, I don't know what this. And I, and at that time, it was like, I don't know if you're trying to like bait me into. Exactly. That's why I say like but, discernment. Like, but at the same okay, time, like, we're I at could, work. We could have this conversation outside of work. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I didn't go in that range at yeah. all. I, and honestly, like from then from then on, I kind of like avoided him. I was like, because number one, I was like in my mind, I don't want to get fired for talking mm-hmm, about Jesus at work. Exactly. Um, and then secondly, I was thinking, but the, I was thinking about like, if I lose, how are other people gonna, are going to see me? I'm not going to take that L as a lesson. Like, how can I better myself and look at it like I failed God, which is not true. Yeah. Um, so, but the the whole the whole problem with both scenarios is. I was thinking about myself. Yeah. I wasn't good. thinking about Jesus and like him Your being. worship. Yeah. My worship was in the wrong <laughs> spot, man. Attention. I was like, oh, I can't take this L. So let me just like plead no contest. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and avoid it uh, entirely. So that's not a good example, guys. Like, that's not. No. Listen, every example is good because every example we can learn from. Oh, true. Right. So. Don't do what I did. I think the biggest thing with this whole topic, this is one of the few topics I think. I'll speak for myself. Like I am trying to learn. Mm-hmm. Like most time when we talk on this podcast, we're talking from a place of like we a little bit more certainty. Yeah. I'm not gonna say we're totally certain anything because we're not God, but we come from a place of like some authority. Mm-hmm. This one, I'm like, 
I don't know. Yeah. You're not gonna get a, a good answer on this episode. You're gonna get some get some, some questions, some ideas, maybe yeah. some opinions. But because yeah, it's man. difficult, man. Like, yeah, dude. I, I my thing is what one thing I really liked in that video. Um, they were talking about. I think it was Odd Thomas was saying like I like to ask people questions. Like I I'm not gonna come out and start hitting you over the head with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna like he said, my barber or whatever. I'm, I'm in your life, and then when things come up, like when things in your life, no matter what, if I spend enough time with somebody, something in their life is gonna be broken. Right, right, right. That is an opportunity right there. Like, mm-hmm. hey, man, I'm going through this. Like, mom, well, my marriage is this, or blah 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 yeah. blah blah. Well, I haven't. He and he said in the video, Jesus is the answer for everything. Mm-hmm. So like that is the opportunity to bring up. That can be depending on the person situation. Well, listen, consequences. There's sin. There's mm-hmm. there is hell. Like, then you can start asking these these questions. Like, don't you think that it's fair to live in a world where like there's justice? Like, yeah. wrong should be punished. Mm-hmm. Every person's gonna be like, well, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, are you gonna be mad at God for that? Well, hold yeah. on, like. You don't think wrong should be punished? Again, making them think. But that's the, yeah, that's the thing. Like, we can't come out the gate like some of these other people that are just, like, slapping Slapping people people with the Bible. Like, (laughs) I I don't think, and again, I don't think that's the best way to go about it. I could be totally wrong. It depends. Like, maybe there is somebody who needs to hear some dude screaming at him on the street corner. Yeah. Maybe. I can't say that person's not called by God. I can't say that person's not doing the work of God. Yeah, I can't it goes say back that. to what you said about uh, Mary and uh, and right. Thomas. Exactly, like they had to encounter Jesus, but they got two different results. Yeah, don't I'm, touch me, touch me. Do I think that you're turning more people off? Yeah, that, that's my opinion. I, that's my opinion. I think but it's not. Are a you strategy. drawing? The, are you drawing the one person that God is trying to get you to hey, draw? Then, Amen. That's a <laughs> W. I can't. I can't really dispute you. Yeah, I would love to have a conversation with you and sit down mm-hmm. as a believer to believer and just be like. So why are you doing this? Right. Um, and they'll probably tell you, I don't know. God just told me get out here. Because this is the thing. <laughs> and this is this is like what really scares me about evangelism is I I don't know who God has out here. And I don't know mm-hmm. what God, like, I don't know how people are, like, how serious people are with God and their conversation with him. Now, I'm saying this from a place of experience. When I, I was once on this, while I was on this, doing this podcast, I had felt like I was really, really close to God. Mm. And uh, I think I was really close to God. And I'm not there right now. But I was so close where, like, God woke me up and drove and told me to drive to the mountains and, like, literally stopped me from getting off the freeway. And I was like, God, you're hilarious. Like, you really want me to do this. And I was like, dude, this is crazy. And I felt like, okay, if I keep doing this, like, I'll hear more and more from God. But at the same time, that kind of scared me because I'm like, if you're going to make me drive a mountain you might make me do some other stuff that I don't want to do. Mm. So like, that's just me being hot, uh, honest, open and transparent. Uh, but we got to a point where now I'm like, okay, I am, uh, I want to, I want to like hear from God. And I know that other people out here wanting to hear from God. Someone may literally hear hey, go tell this person this, or go do this or go. Like, I can't be the person that says God didn't tell you that. Like, mm. I just can't be that person. Um, or like, street preachers like honestly for me i can't i can't street preach like open air preaching hollering in front of a courthouse 
I, I that's not my role. Uh, but I can't say someone wasn't called to that because I've known people who do that and who actually brought people to the Lord. And I'm just like, dog, Mario used to do that. Like I used mm. to be like, yo, bro, how do you? He was like, hey, if the if God gives me an opportunity, I'm gonna do it. But he just that he's that type of guy. Yeah. But for me, it's like if God gives me an opportunity to do it, you better take me in the back, bring that person <laughs> to the back, have some chairs there and some cheese, and we can <laughs> and some cheese <laughs> and we can eat and chop it up about the Lord. Oh man. Uh, but we're doing it in that kind of setting, not the same. So I don't want anybody to think like this podcast is to give you like uh, a certain answer. Uh, yeah an answer. Yeah. It's not like I will say one thing that you said as far as like you felt you feel like you're not that close. You know that's not true. It's but not, you know what I mean, Jeff. But let me help you with, <laughs> like, language is important. You're right. You're right. So Jeff's about to give it to me, guys. Let me just once we, my head. once we're saved and we receive the Holy Spirit, it's not a question of proximity. True. It's not about being close. You could say connected. Mm-hmm. I don't feel as connected, but he's like, I'm here. He ain't what are you, nowhere. It's literally like your kid, like, oh, dad's so far away, bro. We're in the same room. <laughs> what are you talking about? And we're even closer than that. Yeah. So it's not about feeling close. It's about connection. And it's about, like we talked about, it's about worship. Where yeah. my focus and my attention? Mm-hmm. That's all it comes down to. Yeah, you're right. Um, it really sucks. Now I'm just like, <laughs> and the, the crazy thing is like when, when people consider themselves not close to God, it's normally when they are like the, like getting, like reconnecting. Mm-hmm. No one really says I'm far from God and just like be out there just like, yeah, I'm far from God. Uh, normally you, you just keep it to yourself and mm-hmm. you stay far. You don't admit it to yourself. No. But when you know you're not far exactly, <laughs> so but when you're in a when you're in a committed relationship with the Lord, uh, you get to a point where you're like, man, I I feel like things aren't the same, mm-hmm. you know. Like I remember being this way with you, um, and I haven't done this in a long it time. It can happen in a marriage. Like you could be in the same bed and you're not connected. Yeah, it's not about proximity. Like mm-hmm. we're close physically, mm-hmm. but connection that's good is off. So that's the I think that's a better way to think about it. And then I think that whole idea of worship as folks' attention is really helpful it is because then it can oh let me get my focus right let me get my mm-hmm. worship right now that's what um, which is so cool like i i've i feel like that's been my mindset for like the last couple of days um i remember i got into like this whole like hip-hop phase where i was like listening to not to say that there's anything wrong with well i don't know it's up to you you judge nah. but i was thinking about i was listening to like a lot of hip-hop and uh listening to like j cole um a lot of like wale and like not I mean, they're they're good artists. And the music was dope, so I was like, okay, cool, I can rock with this. Uh, but what was happening was uh, that music uh, wasn't like influencing my decisions, but it was like taking me away from like my study of the Bible or mm-hmm. like me like listening to worship music or me listening to uh, podcasts and things mm-hmm. like that. So it was just like it was it was replacing what I was doing. So mm-hmm. if at one point I was listening to podcasts. Now I'm not listening to podcasts, I'm listening to music. And it could be any music. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's not like, even like some worship music uh, could be a distraction from like you studying your Bible. Like mm-hmm. it's great to have worship music, but if you don't pair that with like talking reading the Bible or talking to God, yeah. now you're just being entertained. So mm-hmm. I just kind of replace, I just put more entertainment into my life um, that I didn't need. So now that I'm reconnected, I'm feeling like, okay, let me get back. So like the last couple of weeks, I've been listening to worship music, like reading my Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, after Friday, I'm like, I got to read more because like when I saw the whole like Thomas, uh, the way that Jesus responded to Thomas and then the way Jesus responds to Mary after the resurrection, like it just makes your brain like, yo, there is way more in this Bible than we think. And even this is totally off. Pastor Carl's sermon, uh, his last one from mm-hmm. uh, Scandalous Grace. Bruh. 
like if you guys have a chance, go to flipside.church or go to Flipside Church on YouTube. Mm-hmm. The Just scandalous watch. the scandalous grace series is literally like one of the best sermon series I've ever heard in my life. And it just, oh my gosh, God is all through the Bible. Oh, and before we even, I don't know what we're going to do next after this. Cause you're looking at me like, I'm like, no, you're good. okay, cool. <laughs> I'm trying to keep my thoughts as you're talking. I'm trying not to lose my train of thought. Oh, bro. That's why we interrupt each other when we talk. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I said we, cause I'm the only one that does it. <laughs> no, I just trying to get back, not get back, but like talking about evangelism and all of this. Like, I think what you're saying is so important. Like, where mm. I am at with my connection to God, apart from me, you can do nothing. Amen. Says Jesus. So I can't evangelize anybody if I'm not connected. Ooh. Right? So I have to make sure that my walk is is correct, that my relationship with God is, is connected enough where I can actually hear from him when he's telling me to evangelize somebody. Yeah. And I can actually get the right words to say. Or not to say, um, and just and just make the right have the right response of the person that I need to have. So like our our individual connection to God is very important if we're gonna try to be doing the work of an evangelist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think this just came in my head. Like I hear Pastor Carl talking about like what is the purpose of the church if it's not evangelism, right? So we say facts. I've said for years. I said this on the last episode, like. You know, I feel like evangelism should be mostly done outside of the church. And I stand by that. But I definitely think that when when I do finally get people to come or if we start a church and people come into our church Mm -hmm. who are not saved, like if they're not hearing the gospel, if they're not experiencing the gospel from the people who interact with them. them, Yeah. Right. That's true. I have to make sure I'm training my congregation and I'm teaching my congregation to respond properly to non-believers. Somebody might come in, they might smell like alcohol or weed. Yeah. Somebody might come in, they're not dressed how you think someone should be dressed coming to church or whatever. They, can be. they, they may be a homeless person, whatever right. the case may be. They might be a gay couple walking in, holding yeah. hands. Like married. <laughs> <laughs> Whole other topic. But uh, <laughs> they may come in like, how do we live out the gospel? And then how do they hear the gospel? That, that, that our preaching in AV has been great. Yeah. But it's it lacking. needs to be every single sermon. Mm-hmm. If they don't hear Jesus, if they don't hear the gospel, I'm not saying you got to do the whole Baptist, take it to the cross or whatever. <laughs> but like, if I'm not telling you like, reality yeah. the news mm-hmm. that has took that's taken place then i'm not doing a good job preaching it's not a good sermon no it has to be all based in christ and this is what like pastor Carl like really opened my eyes to um was the fact that like jesus is in every every inch of the bible like every line of the bible can refer to jesus in some way shape or form um and it's our job to like find that mm-hmm. um and as you were talking i was thinking i was trying to write it down so i didn't forget because i'm not Smart. as good as holding information in your head (laughs) uh but you had said like uh the the churches uh people who are like evangelizing they are uh they have to be connected to god and the crazy thing is like when you look at the church as a whole like the big c church the reason many churches or many people who go to church um or christians are not evangelizing is because for real they're not connected to god 
they're not as connected as they think they are. Um, a lot of people are just like church goers. Uh, the idea of like sharing your faith is scary. But why is that? Well, because we don't find Jesus in the center of everything. Mm. Like the if, if we could just go back to church when we went last Sunday, the the type of like energy and uh, like excitement, life. the life that we like after we left that building, we were like, "Yo, everybody needs, needs to, to know, know this. About this." And that's man, if 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 you haven't experienced that, or you haven't experienced that in a while mm-hmm. in your life. You need to question your connection yeah. and try to get connected to God because, like, what God has done for us, like, should be so monumental to you that you really want to tell people. Yeah, you want them to have the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many people I'm constantly thinking about all the time. People I used to be friends with that I'm just like, man, I wish I could have what I have. I man. wish I could. I wish I could. I actually prayed to God, like, some way, God, re reconnect that bring that connection back where I could mm-hmm. like have an opportunity to like give them you. Yeah. Um, to, to even like make moments where like, uh, I thought I was thinking about this, like we've, we've been hanging out a lot, like with our families, uh, mm-hmm. birthday parties and, uh, like, well really just birthday parties. <laughs> it's been a lot of birthday parties. Yeah. We had uh, Janique and the girls over your last night. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like just having a bunch of time with each other. Um, and then what, what's crazy is like me seeing how much time we spend with each other. And then just thinking, hey, what if we did this with like our friends who, who are either, like, on the rocks with the Lord, um, those who have like not really been to church in a long time, like, because I believe like some people are like, you know, still afraid to go to church because of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, other people can't go to church because their church is closed, uh, but like they've gotten far away. Like I even on our call on Friday, um, Delia's friend, uh, mm. can't remember her name. Oh, was it Valerie? Valerie, yeah, yeah. So Valerie, she was like. This is great because I haven't been to church in months and like being able to come here like this is. And she even said, like, I feel like the spirit of the Lord the is here. The Lord. And like, I was like, OK, cool. I feel it too. <laughs> but the idea is like if we can invite people and like you said, being intentional about it, like mm-hmm. we don't like we keep thinking like evangelism needs to be like this, uh, like either intense or like super uh, extreme type of like yelling at someone telling them they're going to hell or it needs to be done by a pastor standing on a stage well no like how about we have a dinner where the intention is to strengthen our relationship physically or like uh, person to person and then to also like hey we want to talk about like where you see your life and like where you're headed with the lord mm-hmm. and then i mean just from that question alone you're going to get a, a hundred questions from the individual especially if your relationship is already um, has already been established. Yeah. So I think that's something that we have to just be mindful. Like if we are intentional um, about how we're going to spread the gospel, then we can be more intentional about like what we say when we do it. Mm. So if I'm saying, Hey, come to my house and I have a barbecue. Okay, cool. But during this barbecue, I already know I'm going to tell you about like, tell you more about Jesus. Mm. If you are a Christian uh, or if you were a believer and you're kind of like shaking right now, I'm going to try to strengthen you in the Lord. Mm. This is something that we just don't do. Even at my birthday party, which was really great. I'm really glad everybody came. Super. Fun. But I think what was the dopest thing was afterwards when we started talking about Jesus. Like we started talking about like blessings and all sorts of stuff. And then uh, if we could have stayed, we would have stayed there all night talking about like how do we evangelize or how can we talk. Like, well, we were strengthening each other in those moments. But we need to invite other people who may not be as strong to those conversations. Um, either have them you know weigh in or at least like. Give them the opportunity to uh, to like be strengthened by the conversation that we have about Jesus. Yeah. So that can be counted as evangelism as well. 
Man, something that that uh, pushback. You know my pushback. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, this is the pushback segment pushback of our podcast. <laughs> we'll probably end with this too because we're getting close to time. But um, how do we keep evangelism from feeling like not gen- like where we're like trying to? can't get my words together but like i don't want the person i'm evangelizing to to feel like oh you don't really care about me you're just like trying to do this evangelism thing hmm. where it, like it doesn't come off as genuine it's just like i'm not trying to be friends with you because i want to be friends with you i'm trying to be friends with you so then i can oh here's jesus <laughs> <laughs> got you with jesus <laughs> like but i didn't I, I wasn't actually interested in what you were saying mm-hmm. i was just trying to like pretend to get you to draw you in yeah and then give you jesus like how do i how do we avoid that because like um my brother-in-law tyron um love that kid mm-hmm. like he's one of the funniest people you'll ever meet <laughs> um gosh probably like two years ago maybe ryan and i tried to evangelize to him basically mm-hmm. um and we we were doing something for Ryan's music and like Tyron was helping us out. And then we hung out like the whole day, the three of us. And then Ryan and I like sat him down in me and my wife's apartment. And we talked to him for like an hour, like about God, but it was very like, like kind of forceful and mm-hmm. attacking and just kind of like, it, it, it wasn't productive. It didn't get anything done. There was no prayer behind it. Oh, wow. Zero prayer, no prayerful at all. But like, it wasn't effective. And then I remember we brought him to AV one time oh. and it was just was horrible. And he felt like, oh, you guys set me up. Mm-hmm. Like you just brought me here to like try to like, and it's like, try I to indoctrinate me. Like I never wanted to come off that way. Like mm-hmm. I never wanted to seem, even if it's not in my, I think that was my intention. Right. If you felt perceive that, that I've failed. Yeah. So like, how do we like avoid that? I think the thing that, uh, I guess I'm going to say it this way. What comes to my mind, because I don't know if this is right or wrong, but what comes to my mind is, number one, the person has to know you um, for them to be like, so I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't ever like invite somebody to my house and then while they're at my house, like present Jesus to them in that way. Like if they bring it up, cool. But if this mm-hmm. is the first time of us hanging out, I'm not, no, like it's, because uh, the thing is, I always have to think about like, what would happen if that was me going to someone else who had a different religion? Mm. Like if I had a friend who was Muslim and he invited me over dinner, he tried to convert, and me. he tried to con- <laughs> convert me. Like the day I get there, I'm gonna be. You, you have to be mindful of how your actions, how you would feel if those same things. Like the Bible says, treat people how you want to be treated. So just mm. put people in your shoes or put yourself in people's shoes. If you're gonna bring a friend over who's like a legitimate friend, but you've never talked to them about Jesus, don't let the first time they come to your house be the time that you like slap them with the Bible. Like, you can slap them with the Bible, but let, let it be, like, six dinners down. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, take some time to get to know the person. Because then your your intentions uh, or your actions won't be seen as hostile. Because they're going to be hostile. Like, if this is the first, first of all, they're super nervous. They've yeah. never been in your house. Especially if they know that you're a Christian. They're probably expecting something to come out. But if you mm-hmm. show them, like, no, I just want to hang out with you, that goes a long way. Yeah. So building that relationship. Um, if if you if you do know them if it's someone who like uh let's take your your brother-in-law if it's someone that you've already talked to like i would even just like you guys did a good job of like mending that relationship back together Mm -hmm. because you guys Mm -hmm. are like hey this was not our intention we didn't mean for this to happen 
this was a which was crazy because like at first we were thinking like okay this is terrible but then it was like this may have been like God in mm-hmm. in, in in some in his grand wisdom yep. he did something uh, so even though it seemed like a failure for us it could have been like something that could have changed, altered the way of his life so I think what we what we have to do is say okay I'm inviting a friend like this is a, a friend that we've been rocking for for forever like my best friend from middle school or whatever you know me you know my intentions you know I'm not trying to do this to hurt you or to like make you feel embarrassed but then you have people who may be strangers and you have to treat them as such like okay come to my house eat with me let's laugh let's talk let's play video games let's watch a movie let's let me bless you on your way out um pray for your food uh like make sure you do all the, the christian steps so that they know like what kind of household it is mm-hmm. but then when you send them away like even bless them still um in some way like i would even say like give them a gift or give them whatever and then so when the next time they come back then they're like they're more warmed up to you mm. you know like that might be some truth in that saying that you had when you were a little, when you were a little kid like win them over to win you. them over you first and then win them to jesus um no one wants to be no one's gonna okay i'm not saying no one is going to be because god can do whatever he wants to mm-hmm. but it, i can't see someone being won over to christ while being offended or mm-hmm. while being like not really taken care of or like Someone who's not being like loving or caring, yeah, so like valued or loved. Yeah, yeah. I, you, I think I definitely think the some people need to be offended, and that's what gets <laughs> yeah, them. And they, and they will be. Yeah, that's what they need. But I, I definitely think feeling loved and valued is is something we cannot leave out. No, not at evangelism. all. You got to see them as human beings and just treat them the way that you would like to be treated. Um, so if it's a dinner, if because even for me, I'm thinking, okay, how can I uh, how can I get Miss Mildred to come over to the house, you know, okay, sewing. Okay, how can I present the gospel in sewing? I have no idea, but I could go find out some ways to, I don't know, find an analogy of sewing and the gospel. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Uh, but, like, she's not going to feel attacked because, like, we already have a relationship. Mm-hmm. And she already knows, like, I care about you, but I also care about your soul. That could be a good thing to talk about, to, like, introduce in the beginning. You say, mm-hmm. oh, man, you know, I love people, whatever. Um, but ultimately, like, I, I really genuinely care about, like, where you end up. Like, I mean, I'm going to be your friend. You can choose to do life however you want to. It's a choice, but I want you to know I care about you, but not just you, but I care about you after you die, your soul, what's going to live on forever. So, I mean, I don't know how you would formulate that in a conversation, but that's what they got. That's what they need to know when you're presenting the gospel. It's like, I'm, I care about you as a person, but I also care about where you'll end up um, after Christ comes back. Amen. I think... This is like a part two of we just did previously. I think we're gonna have to do this one more time at least. Yeah. Cause there's some stuff that I just thought about even and there's a lot of stuff we didn't cover. So there is. There will be a part three, guys. Just yes. be ready. We're on evangelism tip right now. Just just bear with us. Yeah. Like, and the reason evangelism. being is we're just not good at it. So it's yeah. like as we these are unfiltered conversations. Mm-hmm. So uh, if we say something that's completely wrong, we'll and we find out about it, we'll say it tomorrow, yeah, or on the next podcast. So uh, just like you said, bear with us, um, and please go out there and search about evangelism. Try to mm-hmm. find ways that will work for you, your context, and whoever your uh, whoever your uh, whoever's in your vicinity, uh, because it's going to be helpful for you to make that connection uh, sooner than later. Yeah, man, check out the YouTube. It's going to be great. Oh, and the Patreon and the Patreon, man, help us out. Love you guys. See you on the next one. Peace.